Marcus Radio. Welcome to Three Queens and a King Podcast, where candid conversation matters. It's your show, baby. Welcome, 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 folks. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Three Queens and a King Podcast. My name is Meek. Um, welcome back. So... How's everybody doing? How are you feeling? <laughs> um, today's a good day. Presently, I'm present, you know. Today's Presently, good. you're present. Right. <laughs> I'm here, yeah, you know. Um, my week's been good. It's been really busy, really exhausting, but, you know, I made it through. So here we are. Here we are. How was your week? Same. I'm tired and... Um, it was very productive, and that's the only reason I'm tired. It has nothing to do with anything emotional, which is great. I'm the best <laughs> um, Just working and, and here, and we got Joe uh, back with us. What's up? What's um, up? How you doing, sir? Uh, I'm okay. The week's been good. I've been struggling with a headache all day, so I'm, I'm here in spirit. Where's coming from? Uh, I had a drink last night. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything strong, so I don't. I don't. It was just a, a angry orchard, so I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old now. So I, don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe you're getting old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and can't do it like you used to. No. But maybe you just didn't have enough water in your body. That Sometimes, if you're dehydrated or even on the brisk of being, or the brink rather, of being dehydrated, even just a little bit of alcohol will do you in. Yeah, I, I, you know, I do them both at the same time, but it's it's been hitting me all day, so I've been sleep here and there, so I'm struggling through it. Um, I appreciate you being here because I was knocked out on the couch until literally 12 <laughs> minutes ago when Ray walked in my house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also trying to recoup, like man, <laughs> but um, I'm glad you're back, and Thank I'm you. glad you're doing okay despite the headache. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um. Real quick before we jump into the topic, just remind the people all the stuff you got going on. Well, where can I start? First off, me and my wife, the her, we have our own podcast that you can hear on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, Apple Podcasts called uh, hashtag the the Thursday Thursday Podcast. Um, Just go on the search engine, put in the hashtag T-H-E-H-E-R-S, everything will pop up. We're in our second season and we primarily talk about uh, relationship issues. Um, a lot of the things, we, we, we put some clarification on a lot of things that uh, that you might see on reality TV shows and even these gentlemen who do their video podcasts who kind of, my wife won't let me say a certain gentleman's name, but how they talk about the, the high value man and, you know, we kind of try to put some clarity on on, on that stuff and um, just try to help people who are starting early in relationships or who are in relationships. Because there's just there's a lot of, there's a, number one, there's an attack on the Black family. Mm-hmm. And there's also an attack on Black love. And there's an attack on love, period. 
So we just try to get in there. Uh, we bring guests on. We bring guests on with different backgrounds. We had a, her uncle on there who was a Muslim and her aunt who was a Baptist Christian, which was pretty good conversation. So those are basically the, the topics we touch on that. Uh, we have three radio stations, two on WMVU.org, part of the Radio Free Network, the two harks. Every Sunday, we have one at 8 a.m. and we have one at 6 p.m. And we have a 4 p.m. gospel show on gospelimpactradio.com. And I also have my own online business called www.sonsofspphillips.com, where, you know, we have an online store that we're getting together. Henry's Closet, um, Lens Boutique. And I have a bunch of t-shirts and some accessories on there that's signature and uh, that's supporting the culture, supporting the community, supporting the society. I hope everybody jumps on and check everything out. So, wow. a lot going on, <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 I have a lot. I, have I a was lot. like, mm, which way do we want to go? Yeah, I um, have Trying to free myself from corporate America. I, I, I just want to, yes, do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I encourage that. And I know that's been your goal for some time and you've steadily yeah. been working toward it, you and your wife both. Um, I want you to tell your wife, because I know your wife, that I too will not say that man's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some about him, man. Some of the stuff that he talks about, if the delivery wasn't so harsh, yeah. I could like wrap my head around mm -hmm. but because he's such an asshole yeah. Yeah. with how he talks to people, mm -hmm. specifically women, yeah. then I might yeah, I, I can't I can't get yeah. behind him because he's just he's there's no tact to it, there's no finesse and I'm like, for you to be as fine as you are okay. and to be dressed as smooth as you are and to have topics that are like valid and things that we right. should be talking about why don't you have no polish about you? What happened yeah. to you? Right, because there's been a couple of things he's talked about where he's been spot on. But then when he, there was one where he was talking to a woman and he, he said, she said she was 5'8", 200 pounds and he called her uh, a running back or something like that. And, and I said, you know, the one thing we don't want to do is destroy our black women's confidence right, right. because yeah. that's why they're calling but for you to dog her because of her weight or say a woman lost five pounds uh, lost five points uh, because she has kids she can't be a 10 she can only be a two because she has four kids that's just damaging it's damaging to our, our people it's damaging to our culture um, so I don't I don't mess with them too much I, I listen to some things but who hurt you? How, how right, right. did you heal from that? Right, right. Let's been, talk about that. He's been divorced. You know what I'm saying? Twice, I think. And and he goes pretty hard on some of the fellas. And I'm like, you can't yeah. destroy the fellas either. Because if, if a man is coming on here saying, hey, man, I don't understand women and this and this, he said, well, you're not very intelligent <laughs> or whatever he's saying. That's not right. That's not helping us. And people, but people love him. Yeah, they can't turn them off. They like negativity. He's like a train wreck. You can't turn your head away from right. it. Right, right, right. And, and when he says, 
he said something like, well, I've helped 11 people. And I'm like, well, you have over 200,000 listeners. So that's not a, a really good statistic to run by because, you know, you haven't helped everybody that's listening. 11 people? He's proud of it? That's what, what he says. What does he help 11 people do? He's, uh, he said people have got married or fixed their relationships or, or, or whatever he says. So that's his, um, that's his score or his, you know, that's what he uses to come back at people who say he's, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So. Well, anyway, <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to listen to brother a few times. I'm like, okay, he's hurting my ears. I have to get shut this out yeah. at, at any rate. Um, tell your wife I agree. <laughs> okay. We agree. Um, at any rate, I'm excited about this topic. Well, I'm not excited, and I guess apprehensive isn't the word either. I know it's going to be a good topic. I'm eager to see like where everybody stands on it, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like get get some information out there and and you know our opinions where we stand. But uh, before we even jump in, though, I first want to say. Um, the conversation will be had with as much tact and grace and uh, understanding and empathy mm-hmm. uh, with with another's position mm-hmm. as possible. With that being said, I just want everybody that's going to be on the panel today to talk about this to respect everybody else's position, beliefs, faith, um, and practices when it comes to religion and division, which is what I want to talk about today. And that's reason true. being... Uh, before we go into our first break, I just want to say the reason that I started even thinking about doing this and then decided that we should talk about it today is I have a friend who uh, up until five years ago was an atheist and um, uh, converted to Christianity um, in the hopes of battling an addiction, which we don't have to go into the details behind it, but mm-hmm. that was his... his uh, his main motivation into accepting Jesus Christ as his savior and into his life was to help with addiction. Uh, More so though, uh, pertaining to the topic, it really showed him who was in his life, uh, who was down for him and his growth and him being healthy and happy and who wasn't because deciding to accept uh, God into his life and into his heart in the hopes to help with some of the struggles he was dealing with, he lost a lot of friends, a lot of yeah. family members, mm-hmm. and has told me that the journey has been extremely lonely, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think that uh, God or the universe or what have you, source, what you know, whatever you want to you know refer the higher power to, will remove what's not meant for you. So, um, in having these conversations with him, we've we've discussed that several times, but. Yeah, I thought it would be an interesting conversation to talk about. And um, we all are in a different space on that. So it should be right. should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're going to go to our first break, folks. If you've never tuned into the podcast, you know we have to incorporate a little bit of music. Everybody that is involved with producing this show is an artist of some shape, form, or variation. So enjoy the tunes. And we will be right, right back.
Okay, folks, we're back. Um, we're talking about religion and division today. And again, before we jump off, I just want to say um, everybody on the panel um, respects one another. There's a lot of love here. Um, and, and there'll be no disrespect tolerated while this conversation is going on. With that being said, um, right before we, we came back on, I, I just cut off what I was saying because I just felt like it was, it was good for the conversation. Um, I grew up in the church. My grandmother, devout Christian in the church. All my aunties and cousins were ushers in the choir, um, teaching Bible school, uh, leading Bible school camps. I mean, we were just every Sunday. It was my grandma and all my aunties, and there's probably 15 cousins, and we would all be at my grandma's house, and we're getting up at four o'clock in the morning so she can do hair and press dresses and make breakfast, and it was cheese and eggs and pork (laughs) bacon and biscuits and grits, and it's lined up on paper plates so all the grandkids could eat. And if you were at the beginning at 4 a.m. of getting yourself together with your hair pressed mm-hmm. and everything, and then you go put your slip on and you sleep like this. Right. <laughs> Don't mess nothing up. Right. <laughs> and, oh, and we were at church by 8 a.m., 9 a.m. for service, and we were there all day long. And then afterwards, we went to Ponderosa. Yes. Every Sunday. <laughs> Every Sunday. Like clockwork. Man, I should have asked my cousin to be on the show today because she would just validate everything I'm saying. She, mm-hmm. Our grandmother was not playing. She was in the church. Okay? And then she went to church on Wednesdays mm-hmm. and sometimes yep. she was there on Saturdays. Yep. So yep. I'm just glad she only made us go on Sundays. But it was mm-hmm. an all-day thing. Okay? Yep. And, and the, what we liked the most, I think, as kids was just being together, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I do know, and I remember being um, a young kid and being in church and asking key questions. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I would ask all the time is, how come we only hear stories from specific books in the Bible? Right. How come we're not talking about the whole Bible? Yeah. Right. And she like, Tamika, this is what the pastor's saying. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what that's about. Um, I do believe that because I had a solid foundation in Christianity. And although I don't claim to be a Christian today, it did help shape some of my core beliefs when it came to just being a good person, Yeah, you know, and having uh, a big heart and um, maybe understanding that there was something bigger than me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, but current day, I'm, I, would, I would call myself uh, spiritual, um, I would not say I subscribe to any specific religion, um, but I am, I do understand that I am a piece of something bigger, but that's within me as well. So it's it's very easy for me to tap into my faith and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to let it go. I'm just going to let God have it and, and let God lead me. And then there we go. And some people, because I don't, I don't go to church or I don't, claim to be a Christian or a Muslim or a, uh, a Baptist or um, practice Buddhism that I can't have a relationship with God because I don't subscribe to a specific religion mm-hmm. to get there, which is something that I wholeheartedly disagree with. Mm-hmm. That's where I stand. Mm-hmm. Joe, where are you at with it? Uh, well, my background is you know, three generations of pastors. My father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. Sister and brother-in-law, all ministers. Um, 
I mean, deacons. I have an uncle who who was a, a pastor. So my blood is anointed and deep in the faith. And I grew up in the church. Uh, I have friends who are ministers, wife. And actually, it's crazy because it's kind of how me and my wife are so connected because uh, ministers in my family know ministers in her family and my grandfather. It just, it's just a whole web that's just like so crazy, which brings us together. Um, I, I'm kind of like like you, me, with the whole religion thing. You know, I'm, I'm a believer in God. I have faith in, in Jesus, but I wouldn't exactly say I, I'm a Christian. Because when, you know, when you think about it, you do your research, Jesus wasn't a Christian either. Jesus was doing the things that he was doing. And once um, he was crucified and everything, everybody said, this is Christianity because we're believing in Christ. But if, if you look at it and if you compare some things from the, the Old Testament, there's some things in the Old Testament that show up in the Quran. And there's a, a, a lot of things. And I think that's where a lot of people get uh, confused when it comes to uh, reading the Bible and getting caught up in religion. And like you said, they don't teach every section of the Bible. And I think that causes a lot of division because in order to understand something like religion, you need to be kind of fluent in the Bible or at least understand the scriptures and what they're saying. Each scripture connects to something else because you can connect them to something else, to something else, to something else. Um, and the, the one, the one argument I have with a lot of people about religion and the Bible, Christianity, is when they talk about slavery. That's the first thing they go into when they want to have these conversations. Like, well, what about slavery and this and this and that? But when you look at the Bible, and then you bring in religion. These religions are coming in, and they're they're created by man. You know, there's ideologies and their own beliefs. And, you know, the tongue is pretty powerful to influence people to believe anything you want them to believe. If I jump up today and say, I'm going to start a religion called the Joas religion. And if I can find enough people to believe everything that I'm saying, that we're going to get started. Prime example of that is uh, the guy David Koresh. He knew his Bible, and he actually joined whatever whatever cult he had. He actually joined that and then took it over because uh, it was run by some woman, and he threw her out, took it over, and. He kept speaking what he was speaking. He was speaking in the Bible, but he was speaking it in his understanding, his ideology that influenced everybody else. And then he was bringing it all back. And then he was having control over these people. And when you have people who aren't really clear and direct or where they want to go in life or where their lives are, it's easy to influence these people to do that. Because uh, we all have, we're, we're taught to think for ourselves, but everybody does. But we also grow up wanting to believe in something, uh, whether it's religion or something, because even if you don't believe, you still believe in something. If you're an atheist, you don't believe that there's a God. That's your belief. And if you're a Christian, you believe in Christ or that religion. And if, you know, 
how, however your, your concept of your thinking is with that, you'll follow with that. But then when you get into the Bible, which we should be in more than religion, there's a difference. You know, like I said, cause when you get into religion, you get into rules. You get into what somebody else put together, you know, um, Catholic Church is also an example of that. Um, you know, a lot of Baptist religions don't get along with full gospel or Kojic or whatnot. Everybody has their own belief in on how that's supposed to operate. So I kind of, I kind of just float around. I know what works for me. What what I was raised on what works for me. But to sit here and say I'm a, a Baptist or whatever. You know, I, I won't say that. And if my dad was here, me and him probably would go at it. <laughs> but you know, that, you know, he raised me to think for myself, so that's what I do. Yeah, I can dig it. Ray, where are you at with it? Um, same as y'all. I grew up in the church. Grandfather is still preaching today. Um, my father did have a church, so um, he's not preaching anymore. Haven't done so in a couple of years or a while. Um, but very, very, very similar. Um, I, I used to be like, so, uh, I can't do this. Um, you know, God, please forgive me. Please forgive me. You know what I mean? Like used to be like one of like, just so frantic for stepping out of the line for, you know what I mean? Being disrespectful for something that I was taught, uh, went to, went to Bible study, summer camp, you know, all of it. Uh, some things I started to question I went to a summer camp uh, it was a, a Christian one and um, one of the activities that that they held for us was um, like a drag show or, of some sort and it had a couple of guys come to us and, and ask uh, you know wear our clothes or whatever for the show and stuff like that and I think that's when I started having questions about, wait, what is going on? I am a little confused, you know? Um, and, 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 and to a certain extent, I, I was like, I just left, you know, I walked away. It's, you know, walked away from God, walked from every way, from everything that I thought I knew and stuff like that. Um, and then just drove, like dove, dove straight down, um, not down, but just, wanted to find the answers I had questions for, right? Mm -hmm. right. Um, and so during that experience, I um, it was still like a yearning or disconnect in my spiritual, you know what I mean? Like my being, it was a disconnect still. And so um, learning to and accepting who I am, uh, what I believe, saying, you know, letting myself know that it's okay for certain things, you know, that maybe beforehand I would have been like, oh my God, this is, you know, totally out of the question, or this is um, not Christian-like, or, it, but the things that I was being taught didn't align with where I was going, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? A lot of times I've received certain signs and stuff and, and dreams and uh, a lot of deja vu and I was just like, well, some of you know, you just have like, huh, I might have, I, I think I've been here before. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so um, 
it just it caused me to start asking questions. Um, but to this day, you know, um, me and I refer to source or God. I refer to God as God. Like that's that's my home. That's my rock. You know, <laughs> we we you know we've been through some things. Of course, you know, uh, buried buried everything. But I I still meditate. You know what I'm saying? I still. Uh, this is in no way, shape, or form taken away from me and God's relationship. But sometimes I feel like I need more. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Um, a lot of a lot of times I'll say like, oh, uh, when I started doing this transition, it'll be like, well, I'm doing it how my ancestors did it. That's how, that was my reasoning, you know? And my, why I need to research and do a little bit more like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this for them, but let me really see what's going on. You know what I mean? And how they did it. And a lot of things run the same, you know, with, with uh, different religions. There, that I, I have noticed that too in doing some uh, studies. And it was years ago when I was really digging deep into uh, different religions that um, were just coming to me because of the people that I was around. Mm. So I wanted to understand them and their faith so that I could connect with them. Yeah. Um, and what I realized that there was like a lot of common threads with uh, um, a lot of different religions and which made me think to myself, well, why is there such a divide then? Yeah. Why does why is it such a sore spot if you believe um, in one version of a connection with the creator uh, that I do. Why is that? Why would that ruffle my feathers or ruffle yours? And it got me just thinking it, about how religion has been used as a tool yep. to divide the people mm-hmm. and and not allowing people to come together to understand that we all are of source of creator yeah. and are all connected to that. And if and if you're able to tap in, uh, that's where your joy and your peace comes from yeah. in life. Um, but if we can't have those conversations and that divide is is there, then it's it's easier to conquer um, the masses and manipulate the masses when uh, there's division about everything, yeah. including religion, including whose God is better. Right. So I never want to have those conversations with people about how how you go about it is better than how I go about yeah. it, and because you don't agree with me, um, it, it validates your desire to disrespect me or I've seen people spit on because of what they believe. I've seen people hurt, beat, killed because of what they believe. And and that is, that takes away from like the purity of your connection to the creator. Um, And it it keeps us, you know, focused on the wrong things. I also think too though, um, when you say you want more, I, have questions about all things i never take anything for face value i'm like okay well let me dig a little deeper let me ask why another thing too that i i always thought was something that we should all understand is like anything that comes from the earth that god created why would we not use those things to help us get closer to our creator case in point everything that you need to heal comes from the ground and between herbs that you can grow in your backyard and then meditation and prayer closer to God mm-hmm. um, and open it up and being cleansed in that way, um, alongside with crystals and stones that came from, you know, the earth. Mm-hmm. Why why can't you use all those tools to also uh, live a whole healthy, righteous life and be connected to to God? And I've had conversations with people about that. Oh, you, oh, you heal with herbs or you meditate or you do yoga or you stretch or... Um, use crystals and whatnot, you're a witch. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? You know, like because it's not coming from um, solely based in I'm gonna give it to Jesus Christ to God and I'm gonna pray on it and then I'm gonna let it go and if it doesn't work then oh well. Well, right. energy the way energy works and the way vibes work is if yeah you put it out there manifestation yeah you put it out there but if you don't put no effort behind mm. it then no it's not going to work so i think it's ignorant to think that you can solely create the kind of life that you want or the existence you want or gain the peace of mind that you want by just going outside of yourself to a source and not understanding that you too are connected to that mm. which i think has a great deal to do with which is i think was probably another another topic where we could do a part two but like the demise of the black man's spirit and soul has yep. a great deal to do with teaching the black man to go outside of himself to yep. find what it is that he needs to live up to his fullest potential, specifically our people. But that's just my thought on it. Just my thought on it. We're gonna go to our first break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna introduce our last guest. This is my unk. I love him dearly and I'm so, so blessed to have him on the show. Uh, Pastor Bernard Kiner will come right back and we'll introduce him. And he's going to share a little bit about his journey and how he got to the point where he is out uh, preaching the word to anybody that will listen and those that don't want to even. <laughs> we'll be right, right back, folks. I know Thanks, folks, for tuning in. You are listening to Three Queens and a King podcast. Uh, right before the break, we were talking about our next guest that was coming on. I'm so excited to have him here to kind of like shed some light on the conversation. We've been talking about religion and division um, and just really just getting a feel for the panel and where everybody's at with their faith and and kind of kind of touching in on um, whether or not religion was created to divide the people and if there's something that we can do about that. So Uncle Bernard, that's what I call him. <laughs> Bernard Kiner though, uh, pastor in Jersey. Yes. Um, where, what's the name of your church? Church is called Breaking Walls International Church. Breaking Walls International Church. So let me ask you this. Yes. Um, I was telling the people beforehand, it might've been even during the break that, uh, I credit you. And I don't know if I told you this before, but, uh, to developing my love for live music. Cause I remember being in rehearsals. Yes. When I was young. Yes. And uh, you and my brother's father and my yep. father yep. Um, in a band with some other people. That's right. And I remember the old school recording the big reels. Real, you real. had the whole setup. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. Look at <laughs> the you. The guitars and the keyboards and you got a keyboard behind you right now. Yeah. So that's still a thing. Now, make me hit some notes here now. <laughs> Go Parliament fucking Delico on you. No, just <laughs> I'm just old school. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Music has always been a part of your life. I'm sure you incorporate that in, into, you know, your service and that Absolutely. vibe is still there. And Absolutely. Um, I'm just curious how you how you went, because for some years we lost touch. And right. when we pop back up around each other, thank God for social media, because that's what it does yes. for us. It's yes. 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 Absolutely. You are married. You are a pastor. It's your church. You got babies. You got grandbabies. Yes. How did you go from Unk, that version, uh, yes. <laughs> to yes. Unk, this version? This version, okay. You know what I mean? I call it, I call it the BC me and the AD me, you know? Mm. You only have the BC before Christ and the AD. I call that AD after deliverance. That's what I, That's what it means to me. 
you know, and it was funny because back in the day when me and your, your pops, you know, and, and Kevin, when we all ran, we were in the band and music was, all, as you know, music was always a big part of my life. And um, to the point that, that I pursued it, you know, because we want, you know, wanted a recording contract. That was our main thing. And we knew we couldn't land anything like that, you know, in, in Lockport. So we put a band together. We actually left Lockport, I think, in 91 or 92, someplace around there. And we moved to Atlanta. And oh. uh, yeah, yeah, we, we packed up this. I had a, I had a Trans Am, a 79 Trans Am. Me and your dad used to fly down the road in that thing, you know. Oh and, and yeah, and we, and we thought we were cool. Neither one of us, you know, had my his hairline was back there, and mine was on the way back too. You know, we we both just, you know, all you all you can see in the front seat is two foreheads coming at you. You know, it was terrible, but we thought we were cool. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so you know, we got the band together. I sold my Trans Am and I bought this this old Dodge van so I could put so all the the band members there were four. Well, there were actually. We'd, we'd come down to three because at that time you could, um, digital music was just coming in. And so we packed our equipment up. We moved to Atlanta. Um, we did a couple shows and we actually did this. Uh, uh, maybe you can correct, correct it's called Freaknik. I think that's what it was called or something. Yes. Like you we guys played Freaknik? We played Freaknik in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. word. Yeah, 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 we did. And me, we played in front of, there, were like, there was like 10,000 people out there the night that we played. And um, the thing that, one of the last imprints on my mind was that there was, because we played original music. And one of the songs we were playing, people were lighting their, 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 uh, their lighters, you know? And, and when we were finished, um, they had an encore, so we had to go back up and play again. And then when we finished that time, all these people came running up to us to sign autographs, you know, and this was, it was crazy, you know? Yeah. And then uh, the, the gentleman who was the head of, uh, I think it was Malachor Records, was out in the audience and, um, and we got signed. We got signed to a label. Um, there was another label that was out in San Diego that wanted to pick us up as well, too. You know, so this was exciting. This was everything that I had, all my years of music that I had looked for and I had been waiting for. And we signed the record label. One day, I was driving home from work on the 285. And I just remember this thought in my heart saying, this is not it. And even though it was everything that I thought I wanted, it's funny how life is. We, we spend our time, it's, it's like there's this, now back in the old day, we would have called it an internal snapshot. But in today's you know, society, I call it a, a, a spiritual download. It's like there's something that's on the inside of us and we spend our time trying to really grab that experience. We, we know it's there and we search out trying to grab that experience. And I think that's why some people go, go to drugs, you know, go to alcohol and, and, and just do so many different things. This is really something we're trying to reach. Well, when I got the recording contract, I'm like, this ain't it. And, and I'm like, I don't know what what else so I went to church I grew up you know my family always you know they grew up around the church and in the church you know and one of the things that happens when I was six years old I had I had this a very chronic ear ache that I would keep my family awake at night you know, for, for just until the earache went away and the doctors could do nothing for it so my aunt took me to church I'm gonna try to speed this up and give you the fast version of it my aunt took me to church and this pastor I'll never forget this man I was six years old and he laid hands on me 
And before I turned around and walked back to the seat, that earache was gone. And I never had it again. And so I remembered that. So I decided, you know, while we were down there, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to church. Why not? Because I, I wanted God to bless what I was doing. You know, I wanted him, you know, and so we would go, sometimes we would go to church, we'd be playing jazz clubs in the evening, you know, um, just for exposure. But this one Sunday, I went to church by myself and I had a hangover. Man, I had a hangover. I mean, I said, <laughs> I said, way in the back, you know, because I didn't want the loud music and nothing, you know. And, and Meek, I was cool. I was cool that day when I went. I had, I wore a ponytail back then. Even though I was receding, I had a long ponytail back then, you know. And because I was, I was a musician, you know, I had my long jack. I was cool, you know. And I'm sitting in the back just holding my cool composure, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm still cool. I'm in church. I'm hungover, but I'm cool, you know. Don't and I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, you know. And then what happened was, and it's funny, and I think it's because I'm a musician. I know the pastor was preaching good words, but that's not what got me that day. It was a song. I heard a song, the choir sang called, I will do a new thing in you. Whatever you ask for, whatever you pray for, I will not deny. I heard that song and it just pulled at my heart like nothing had ever done before. And I remember that day when I gave my life to Christ, that when I came back and I got in my car, this is what I said with my bad self. I said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to try this. And if this don't work, I'm out of here. That's that's what I said. I'm out of here. Mink, that was 27 years ago. And I've never looked back. I've never had wanted to look back, never had a reason to look back because there's good days and there's bad days. I don't care what who you're living in. Anybody that says that on this walk, nothing will ever go wrong in your life. They're lying to you. Right. <laughs> life happens to everybody. Right. It does. It just happens to everybody. But I found not only a strength, make up, what I found, I found something I had been looking for my whole life. And that was truth. And it allowed me to grow and to build from that truth. And it placed a love for other people inside of me because now I don't just see people by what they do. I don't see people, I don't care who it is, no, well, how bad a thing is they done. I don't see people like that anymore. It just caused me to see people. And I, I believe it's just, I can now, I can see them through the eyes of Jesus. And, and it just makes a difference. And so that's how I went from the unk of the BC <laughs> to the, the current day unk. <laughs> yes, that's I think it. it speaks volumes about your courage to be able to listen, to hear and listen. That goes, you know, hand in hand, because a lot of us can hear. We don't listen. Good point. Absolutely. Um, and then to follow the word, you know, um, because there's a lot of reasons that you could have been like, no, nah, that's not the direction I'm going to go. Absolutely. You know, you could have came up with all kinds of reasons as to oh, why sure. you didn't feel like that's why you, what you should be doing or or that that wasn't aligned with your true path. Mm -hmm. And then you would have, I'm sure, faced even more crap because you weren't yeah. listening. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Exactly. Because you chose to listen and now you're 27 years later and you've built you've built this life for yourself and, and you've, you've built this relationship and this this unwavering faith um, that a lot of people struggle with, man. I mean, I don't care what what religion or how they tap into their faith. Right. A lot of folks are just struggling with 
believing that there's something bigger than them that they're connected yes. to that they can lean into yes. to get through day-to-day life because yes. it's crazy out here Absolutely. and I, I feel sorry for folks that don't have any connection to something bigger than them because I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. how they feel inside inside day-to-day um, right. without having that support you know right. I remember right. my mom asking me all the time right before she passed yeah how do you talk to God I used to tell her all the time, like, why do you feel so crappy all the time? Like, <laughs> what is it? You know, yeah, what's what's yeah. going on with you? And she's like, I don't know. And I just feel sad all the time. And I'm like, mom, when's the last time you prayed or meditated or whatever you want to call it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And she would just get this look on her face that would just be so perplexed. How do you do that? And I'm like, man, I can't even begin to explain that to you if you don't have faith first. Right. Like, if you don't believe that there's something bigger than you, that's going to take care of you, mm-hmm. then, then I can't break down to you like how you should sit down and silence yourself inside yourself to hear what it is that you need to hear so that you can move about life in the manner that you're supposed to. Right. And she right. would just be so perplexed and it, and it, yeah. it would hurt my heart because I, that was like a key difference between the two of us. And I, and mm-hmm. I used to like be very grateful for Eloise I, I, I think that if she had not been a part of my life, my grandmother, that I probably would have been lost like my mother was I got because my mother didn't have that, you know, growing up. So it speaks volumes uh, to your your disposition to be able to just say, hey, I'm going to do this. And it obviously was what you should have been doing with your life because now look at you. And I can imagine how many people you've touched and continue to touch with your message. I know when you were doing your online sermons, I'm like, this is so dope. You should keep doing that, even though COVID's <laughs> coming out of that. <laughs> Some people can't get to you. You know what I mean? I'm all the way in yeah. Ohio, but yeah. you're there. And I'm like, that's the message I need to receive. You'd be so on point with it, too. Well, you yeah. know, you said, you said something really key. You said that that um, if, when you're talking about gays or talking about your mom, you, you said that, um, and you know, you know, I have to say, man, your mom and dad, man, you know, we, we are all just we were just one, we just all come up together, you know, so often when I think about them and I think about uh, even the other folks in Lockport, you know, and I just, a lot of people, they don't, they, they didn't grow up hearing or knowing anything about that. And the thing you said that I thought was key, you said, if you don't have the faith to believe that there's something bigger that you're able to lean into, you know, and when you said that, I thought about, I thought about something and that is, the sad reality of it is people, when you think that this is it, that there's nothing higher or better, and you're stuck in that place, and I think this is when you, you find people get that, um, it's a hopelessness that people get because they're like, so this is the reality, that this, this is it. This is the reality of life. And, and I think when people get to that point and they can't see beyond that, Anytime hopelessness comes in, that's when you get people doing crazy behavior. That's when, yeah, you, yeah that's when you got folk then, you know, they, they get that. They just don't care because they think that this is really all it is. Because, let me, let's, let's keep it real, okay? Faith is not a tangible thing. Faith is abstract. It's not tangible. It sounds crazy. It absolutely sounds crazy. How can I believe in something? or someone that I've not seen or something, how, how you expect me to, to do that? And, and you know, in, sim, in its most simplistic uh, uh, form, 
we don't see the wind, but we know it's there. We feel it. And then, and then too, when you talk about like it not being tangible, I feel like, I feel like then people are like, how can they wrap their head around something they can't touch, feel, or see that is invested in their well-being? There you go. They're like, how, how is that though? Why would that be? Yeah. So you're dealing with self-worth issues. You're dealing with lack of faith issues. You're dealing with you don't believe issues. And then you're dealing with like the humdrum of everyday life. And we all go through that. Like, you know, I just thought about that the other day. Like, I know how to make money. What else is there to do? Like, I got to figure something else out because I already know how to do that. Yes, yes. You know, so it's like, what else am I supposed to do with my time and my space? And then that's where you start to think about like, well, what brings you joy? And if you're here, on this realm on earth and in this space in this time until it's time for you to pass on and your spirit goes to the next realm then what what are you doing with yourself to leave your stamp it's all about uh i feel like loving yourself and loving those around you and just helping people Mm -hmm. and just and just being joyful in that space huge that's huge everybody make has a purpose everybody does you know, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe once said something, and I thought it was very key. He says, anyone that's on this earth, he says, anyone that's on this earth that's not living out their purpose is wasting space. And I thought that was so powerful. I'm like, man, it's kind of cold, but it's powerful. He says, anyone that's on this earth that's not walking or carrying out their purpose is wasting space. You think about it, everything God created he created it for a purpose. A tree has a purpose. Everything does, no matter what it is. So we as people, we do. We all have a purpose. And one of the things, reasons I believe that that people uh, face hopelessness or don't believe there's any other, because when you don't, when you can't see your value, that's something you said about loving yourself, right? When you can't see your value, when you can't see how you that, that, that you have the ability to impact. Listen how powerful this is. Meek, we have the ability through our words to impact someone's entire life just by what we say to them, how we respond to them. We have the ability to impact someone's entire life who in return can impact someone else's life and then someone else. That's how the gospel was spread. Jesus was the epitome of love. So regardless of how people want to paint a picture, what he did was he loved. But there's something else that he did that I, I fear that we don't see in the church today. Love is more than telling people that you love them. Love is actually more than, than just being kind. Not when you say that you're a follower of Christ. Love takes on a whole different thing. In love, there's also the power to heal. In love, yeah, that's all. In, and here's the thing. And one of the most powerful uh, attributes of love is the power to forgive. And I'm talking about, yeah, and I'm talking about forgiving to the point that you no longer, you know, we don't forget. Let's keep it real. We don't forget, but loving, but loving a person to the point. I'll give you a quick, quick story. My grandmother, a gentleman shot and killed my uncle years ago. I was a little boy. And my grandma cried that night. She was, she was a, oh my gosh, she was a, just a, a follower of Christ like I had never seen. Humble woman. She cried, she cried, she cried. And the man went to prison eventually for killing my uncle. 
my grandmother, after all of the tears and through all the things and after the funeral and after all of that, so many months later, she got up and she said, I want to go see him. She went to the prison and sat across from him just to tell him, I forgive you. And that was her baby boy that he killed. And see, it's these things here that when I think about how the church should be, these are the things that, that I keep in my mind. And, and so I, I, I point this back again to that if we're, a lot of the issues I believe that we see today, I believe that when, because God's not, God's not, so, if I can say it like this, he's not so angry at the world as he is at the church. And the reason he's more angry at the church is because they're the ones that are claiming his name. They're the ones that are saying, let's keep it real. They're the ones that saying that they serve Jesus. They serve God. They're the ones that doing that. So there's a scripture that says that judgment's going to begin in the house of God. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the, oh yeah. See, no, that, that, you know, you know, and I believe we have to expose the reality because there's a difference between religion in a, in a relationship with Christ. There too, Christianity was never meant to be a religion. It never was. Because the difference between that is a religion is that a religion is something that you can study about, you can learn about, you know, and 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 then you 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 just you just follow the discipline of it. That's what right. is. And you follow the discipline of it. Christ was never supposed to be a religion. He taught them something. He taught them about the power of the love of his father. And and that same power, because what, where, what is God's source of power? It's only one thing. It's his love. That's his source of power. Through his source of power, he's talking about healing people. If you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he, the scripture says all those that were brought to them, he healed them. How much of that do we hear about in the churches now? No, that's the, I used to ask questions like yes. that being a little girl, like, yes. how come we're only, how come we're only being taught three or four books out the book, out the Bible? Yes. I'm seven years old asking Eloise that. Yes. Go, you know, be quiet. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that don't make sense to me. You know what I yes. mean? Yeah. Like, yes. why, why are we not hearing about the actual teachings? Like what really happened? What really so people can understand. Happened. Yeah, yes. and you'll see, you'll see. Now I know this this show gets a lot of flack. Now it's called oh this new series I kept my daughter follows it. Chosen it's called, and my daughter follows it. And I have to admit, you know, from what I've seen of it, it's a it's a it's a really good show because it makes it it humanizes the Bible is what it does. It humanizes Christ. It humanizes his disciples. But yet you see the supernatural because the difference between religion. And, and being a real follower of Christ is the divine power. That's when you see people that are really healed. Like I told you, that gentleman, the pastor who laid hands on me and that thing left. Um, we, in our ministry, we've seen God heal cancer. We've seen God do, do just some powerful things. Not only that, we've seen God heal marriages. We've seen God uh, 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 take people that were suicidal, you know, and, and, and we pray with them and pray for them. And they get so their heart. life, you know? And, and it's all through praying, you know? And just and all we're doing is we're saying, okay, Lord, you said that we're supposed to represent you. Well, representing Christ is more than carrying a Bible. It's more than telling people what they're doing wrong. It's more than a long skirt, a big hat. It's more than a cool T-shirt. It's more than 
but it's way more than all of that stuff. There's an element involved where you'll see a demonstration of God's power, where you someone someone ought to be able to hear a message and their life is transformed. Somebody that, that came in feeling hopeless ought to be like, you know what? I don't know what it is, but every time I hear that, I feel a glimmer of hope. Somebody, and you know, and I think, and, and if we, if the church gets back to that and gets back to loving people, I mean, just instead of judging people, instead of dividing into all these different sections of, you know, whether you're Pentecostal or whether you're Catholic or whether you're uh, Presbyterian or whatever, who cares? When, when the church can come back together and first love each other and then let the people out there see the love inside. Let them, let them see that no, racism is not allowed in here. Meek, as long as we allow it in the church, it'll be acceptable in the world. I, that's division as a whole, though, I think. You know what I mean? Like, you said something that really just caught me that, that I'll probably reach out to you off the show to kind of delve a little bit deeper soon as I process it. But what you just said was that Christianity was never intended to be a religion. Correct. So then I'm going to follow up with this question. Do you believe that religion was created to divide? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I believe religion, I truly believe religion was created to divide. I do. I believe that religion, because religion is man-made. It is. It's, it's man-made. And, and it's, it's, it's man trying to achieve a level of spirituality based upon his own knowledge. That's, yes, thank you. Yeah, that's really so what that, that's where That's where the, my religion is better than your religion you comes into there play. And I'm like, er, there you go. are we now all talking about one creator? There you go. But ah, is that not point. it? Good point. Because in reality, we're not. Even though they say we are, in reality, we're not. Because if we were, the division wouldn't be there like that. Yeah, not exactly. If, you think, yeah, not if we really were. So, so you know, I, one of the things that I push strongly in our church is, listen, get off of this thing that, that Christianity is a religion. It's not. Religion is, and you know, and I imagine I get some haters for saying that, you know, from the, from the, from the, uh, from the church, church world. And I'll, no, religion is man-made. It is. That's why there's so many of them. And that's exactly because yeah, it's man-made. It's man using his own ideologies, right? Conforming to what he feels is right. And then here's the scary part, convincing other people to follow it. And, that, and, and people and the reason people follow it is because people are looking for something. People are searching for truth that they're outside really, of themselves. Outside, outside of, of themselves. Yes. Yes. They're yes. searching for something outside of themselves so they'll attach to something that that they don't have hoping to fill a void in the in them you know in in their own in their own lives and so didn't, part of the didn't one isn't isn't one of the teachings of christian and please correct me if i'm wrong because oh, i'm yeah. not well versed but isn't one of the teachings of christianity is that all uh components of what jesus christ was teaching loving and healing and and being good to one another that that's within us and then that's the direct connection to our creator is that we're already a part of that anyway. So to separate the two as though you're a separate entity from that faith and that favor is where people get all confused, right? Oh, I love the way I, you put that. No, no, you're, listen, you're right in the pocket. When we say that we are, follow, are Christians, followers of Christ, right? 
that means that his spirit lives within us. That is the unifying part. The unifying part, Meek, is the spirit of Christ. That's what unifies all of us together. Now, you remove his spirit out of there. Now you got all these individuals again. And you got all these individuals because you remove the only thing that unifies us is the spirit of Christ. This is where we get God's love, right? Meek, on our own strength, you and I really don't have the power to truly forgive like we want to, like we ought to. Mm -hmm. Not on our own. If we keep it real with ourselves, in our own strength, we can forgive to a certain level, you know? And, and, and see, and I don't want to be judgmental and say everybody's like that because I don't know how everybody feels. But I'll say, for the most part, we can forgive, but we can forgive enough just so we can move forward. Right, and it not let us eat up. And not, not that not truly, us, yes. Right, but to <laughs> truly remove the anger or humiliation or whatever negative emotion that is attached yes. to having to yes. forgive, whatever the situation yes. is, yes. It, it's like, it's enough to not feel that day in and day right. out, but it's not truly letting it go because if you bring up the situation again oh, or you're around the person again, yes. then those feelings come right back. So did you truly forgive? There, you took did the you truly forgive? Yes. And that's, and, that, and that's why I said the unifying factor is the spirit of Christ. That is what, that is what, if you, the Christianity, a Christian, that's what it is. And so many people who claim to be, you know, it's funny, Matthew and the, the Bible, I think is the coolest book because, <laughs> because God was no respect to person. Matthew 7 and 21 says this, Jesus says, many people are going to come to me in that last day and they're going to say, Lord, didn't I do great things in your name? Lord, didn't I even cast out devils in your name? Didn't I do this in your name? And Jesus says, I'm going to look at you and say, I don't even know who you are. Because many people name the name of Christ, but they don't have his spirit. How you can tell is their actions. Come on, mm -hmm. racism in the church? Come on. People who are naming the name of Christ, but 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 you 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 roll your eyes at people, you backbite, you talk about other people, you know, you you you're judgmental and all these things like that, no, that's that's us, that's the way we are, you know, that's, so we name the name, of, but, but to, to, to go along with what you were saying, you're 100% right, the, but the, and the unifying factor, Meek, is the spirit of Christ, that's supposed to be the thing, and here's the thing, the more Christ you see in a person, the less of that person you'll see, you follow what I mean? The more, because, because Christians aren't perfect. They're just forgiven. They're not perfect. There's not a, per, there's only one perfect Christian and the whole thing was named after him <laughs> as Christ. You know, everybody else, we're walking down there. We're, 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 we're fighting the, the, our fleshly bodies. We're fighting, uh, let's keep it real, okay? People are fighting desires. People are fighting all kind of things here. Even those that are naming the name of Christ. So for that's why no no one who's naming the should never think Jesus never think that you're better than somebody else. Never look down on somebody else on what struggle they might have or what they might be doing because you know because you know better. The only difference is you have help if you want it. Jesus says, "Look, look, I come to give you life and to give it more abundantly." But that's your choice if you want to take it. So Jesus says this: the difference between the people in the world and the people that are naming the name of Christ is those that are naming the name of Christ, if they will allow me to, 
I will walk with them through this thing called life. I will help them navigate through the rough parts. And I will also help them find their purpose so that their life will be more enjoyable. They'll have more peace in their life. And even when they come against obstacles, right? He says, I will be a bridge to help them to get over if they trust me. But in return, he says this, but more of you has to get out of the way. I was going to say the arrogance and the ego. That's got I it. mean, it, it, yes. how arrogant could you be? Like, how much are you living in a space of ego to think that you can navigate this without faith? There you go. And if you there look you at go. your life and you look at the things that are going on around you or the people that you attract, the situations yeah. that you attract, Absolutely. the lack of success, yes. you know, or whatever vices that you're dealing with, yes. all of that stems to where, where, where are you at with your faith? Where are you at spiritually? Where are you at? Because if that's not a part of your day to day, if you're not taking the time to, I ask God for guidance on everything I do. I know that's right. Everything I do. Everything. Down yeah. to what should I wear today? I'm going to shower like, <laughs> what should I put on today? You know? I, hear you. I, I mean, hear down you. to that blouse is too revealing. Oh, okay. Well, we'll take that off. We won't do that today. Get up and take the dog for a walk. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I hear you. You know what I mean? And it's because I've I, I don't want to say I've trained my spirit, but I can, I don't, for lack of a better phrase, I just think that over the years, you've conditioned yourself. I've learned yeah. to trust yeah. what is coming through to me, you. you know? And I there's been you. enough situations where I didn't listen being hard-headed. I don't know where I could have got that from, but <laughs> being hard-headed. <laughs> you know? And then there. I look back, I uh -huh. that don't know where, I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> Looking back, like, oh man, if I had just listened and and God was speaking to me so loud and clear. Yeah. And I was moving in a space of arrogance to think yeah. that I knew better. Oh, to think on. that I knew what was better for me oh, than on. what spirit was guiding me to. Oh, you gotcha. know, and then I'm Been like, uh, I should have just listened. So now I've bumped my head enough to the white meat that I yeah. will not not listen anymore. So mm. it's it even the smallest things, even the smallest smallest things get up and make a salad now because you're not you're gonna be too tired later and you've not been eating well you know what i mean just little little and i'm like okay that's that's why people look at my life and they're like you're just you make it look so easy no i had to do a lot to get to this point you oh, understand yeah. the things that i've been through oh, you know yeah. so yeah. it's not easy it's just that i i am done being in control and that's that's, that's what it is Oh, that's that right there, as they would say in Krishna, that would preach. <laughs> that would definitely preach because that's, you know, Mika, Mika, that's what it's all about. It's about reaching that point when you say, I surrender. It's about reaching that point in our lives. And we say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I, I've tried this and I can't do this anymore. And, you know, and I'm tired of, you know, uh, bumping my head and I'm tired of feeling like this. And one day I'm feeling energetic and full of hope. And the next day I'm fighting, you know, just to, just to find some peace, a peaceful spot. And here's the thing. And then you got these reoccurring thoughts that try to come back at you. And you got all this, people are fighting real stuff. They really Every are. Day. And it really comes down to the point of this. It comes down to the point of, of surrender. And there's a scripture. Matthew 7, excuse me, Matthew 11 and 28, Jesus says, he says, come unto me. He says, all of you that labor and are heavy laden, he says, and I will give you rest. 
And I love that. He says, take my yoke upon you. You know, he says, and learn of me. He says, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he's saying, in other words, is come to me. I want to carry your weight. I want to help you navigate through life so that you be the best possible you. And that's one of the things I think that, that we leave out, you know, like in the old school, in the old school black church that I came up in, you know, um, powerful church. Don't get me wrong. Powerful teaching, powerful church about about the spirit, the move of the spirit and understanding the spiritual aspects, right? But there's a natural aspect that God wants us to understand. And that is this, and, I, and it's part of our mission statement. It's about living your life at its maximum potential. That's what mm -hmm. it's about. It's about living, and see, that's what purpose is. Purpose, yeah. it, it's, it's living your life. It's, it's extracting everything that God, God's placed in you. It's extracting it all out, right? And getting that, because a lot of people are frustrated too, because they don't know how to get that out. Some people don't even know yeah. what that is on the inside. You know, they don't even know what that is. And they're, they're you know, but, but when you get to that place, and here's the thing, anything that you stop at, because you're going to stop at different places along the way. You know what I mean? You're going to stop here for a while. Then you're going to stop here for a while. You're going to stop mm -hmm. here for a while. That's going to happen. You know what you do, though? You maximize each and every single one of those places. You yeah, yeah. Each and every single one. You push it. You push it as hard as you can. Each and Because when... Because we look at the scripture when Jesus says, I come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. What we don't realize is God saying, I placed something inside of you already. And all you have to do is maximize the potential I placed in you. Allow me to lead you. He says, I will navigate you through the areas. I'll tell you when to accelerate. I'll tell you when to bump the brakes. You know, I'll tell you when to turn left at Albuquerque. I'll tell, I'll help you through these things. Are we going to bump our heads? Yes. I mean, guys, even today, my wife, she's so funny because, you know, now you get me in the spirit realm talking, man, I, I can go, you know, but now you get old Burns, you know, talking, right? Ain't no telling what's going to come out, you know, <laughs> there's no telling because I'm still me, you know, and she told me one time I had to laugh because she said, she said something. I said, no, that's not the way that is. You know, I don't, it was something simple about, about, um, something that went in a food and went into a dish or something, right? I'm like, no, nah, it's not the way that is. It doesn't go like that. And she reads the ingredients to me, right? And I said, oh, and she told me, she said, you know, I never met anybody in my life that could be as confidently wrong as you can be. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious because look, if I'm going to be wrong, I'm going to be confidently wrong. Confident with it. I'm wrong. Yeah. And I'm right in my wrongness. No, but I'm right in my wrongness. <laughs> and, and I love the, that. And the point I'm making is we still are going to make mistakes. We don't have this thing figured out, you know, but that's where our faith and that, and even that, that's a growing thing. And, and we can't look at other people and gauge what level we should be growing at because, because our relationship with Christ is personal and it's one-on-one. -on -one. It has nothing to do with anybody around us. It's a one-on-one -on -one thing. He knows us. He knows you and me. He knows us better than anybody else does. And the thing I love the most is I can tell him anything and I never have to worry about him turning on me. I never have to worry yeah. about him changing on yeah. me. I can tell him anything and I know his love will never change for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, um, yeah, I just, sometimes it just hurts my heart to see people that are so lost 
mm-hmm. within their own abilities. Yes. And, and and to like create the life that they want. Right. And and know that I work hard and I do this and I do that and I produce. Yes. Because the world tells us that there's no value in us if we don't produce, right? Produce, so I produce. Right. Yes. And they're like, but I still am not there. I don't feel good inside. And I'm like, yes. when's the last time you took a walk and talked to God? Yes. And like the look of confusion. And I'm like, oh man. See, there it is. And then I remember too, like how long it took for me to yes. become comfortable in my own faith. And I just wish people not a speedy journey, but just like open your heart. That's all I can say, because I know the angst and the anguish and the anxiety that you carry when you're not connected to something. And I remember that. And that feeling is not good to be dealing with day in and day out. And it does hinder you from your fullest potential. But that's because you haven't tapped in. So whatever it is. And and, and, and then, you know, bringing it back to the to the topic. I don't care how you find God. That's not my concern. That's right. If you decide you want to go this route because of it, then do that. Mm -hmm. You know, if. You want to go this route, then do that. I don't care, but just find that connection, that source, so that you can start to heal, so that you can start to live out your purpose. That's we know people, you and I both, I'm sure, that drug ridden or yes. uh, just struggling in life, you know, just struggling right. in life and the vices that are created on this earthly realm, yes. they have fallen into those traps, They've something those very traps. easy. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you got to pull yourself out of that. But you first have to realize that that's where you're at. Because yeah. some people think that's the reality. They do think that that's all there is. It's the end all, the be all. And yes. I'm like, no, 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 no. That was designed for you to feel that way. There's a book that I um, I was talking to some young girls the other day, four 25-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only chick in the room that's over 40. And I'm just like, God, I'm so glad I'm not 25 anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> let me drop some jewels on y'all. Yeah. And we were talking about just finding your way and, and finding that peace of mind and the faith. And and I was you know, saying like, if what you do is meditate and you use crystals and you use herbs and everything came from the earth. So it's here for us, you know, use it to find your way. But I was telling about this book by Napoleon Hill called Outwitting the Devil. And it is a fiction uh, book, but so on point with the message, the author interviewed Satan and Satan was bound to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. So what the interviewer asked was questions pertaining to all the vices that are on earth and why people fall into those traps and why they were set that way. And basically what the devil was saying is when you don't have faith, and you don't understand the power of thought and the power of your own mind and the connection of all those those three components, I'm able to get you. And I got a lot of folk and they're following me instead. You know, and now and 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 I don't want them to know these truths that I'm sharing with you because then cool. humanity wouldn't need a lot of bullshit we see. You know, like we would be able to move about in a more pure right. have more pure intention. Right. And I was telling the girls, like, you, you should read that book and you should follow it up with Think and Grow Rich. It's all about the power of thought and having faith and tying all that in so that you can create your reality because you are here. Right. And then and on your deathbed, what you don't want to do is look back on your life and say, the only component I, mi- I was missing was having faith in a higher power. It would change my whole experience here. You right. will feel some kind of way yeah. about wasting that time. Absolutely. And there's something offline. I want you to send me your to inbox me your address. Meek, I wrote a book. 
Yes, I did. I wrote What's a book. Name it? Yes, the book is entitled The Revelation of War and Worship. And it's a book and it deals and, and it, it really, it starts out dealing with something that Pontius Pilate said to Jesus. He asked Jesus a question. He says, what is truth? And so that is, is the thought that the book started out in. So I, I dedicated oh, yeah. three or four chapters to truth. And I deal with something, something called subjective reality in the beginning of the book. I, I deal with subjective reality and how, and even how pride and things come in and in it. It, it's it's kind of it's kind of like what I call the um, I call it the spiritual warfare book for this generation, is is what you call it. So I'm gonna send you a copy of that, and I want you to read it. Definitely, and, I will I, read it. Yeah, we can talk another time, and you can let me know. I think you will really enjoy it because after talking to you, and I and I kind of I kind of see how you vibe, you know. And I'm like, no, me, she'll appreciate this because it a lot yeah. of the things that you're saying now you'll find a lot of references right inside of that book. So you inbox me your address and I'll make sure to send it to you. I will, but where can the people find it? Amazon.com. I knew you were going to say that. Amazon.com. And, and, say, and say, the, say the title it's, one more time. It's The Revelation of War and Worship. Okay. Yeah, the All right, folks that are listening, I'll make sure that information is posted on the description box and um, we'll put it out there during promotion so you'll be able to find that. But I appreciate you coming on. I knew this was going to be good. <laughs> Girl, I love you. I did. All right, we're back, folks. Um, I appreciate everybody jumping on and sharing their testimony. Um, appreciate Unc coming on. Thank you so much. And before we do our final thought, though, I just, I just want to, I just want to see how you guys feel about this 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 idea i feel like i feel like if there were no religion and it was just about innately being a good person and being connected to a higher power that the division it couldn't be used as a tool against us you know what i mean what do you guys think about just that concept, though, just that idea that um, religions were created specifically to divide people. Yet another another way to divide us. There's lots of ways to divide us. Money, education, sexual preference, yeah. uh, race. All these things are used to divide us and emphasized upon within our society to keep us divided. Mm -hmm. So whereas um, the basic idea of religion and being close to God is, is something that should be something positive and not... Um, used as a negative or to divide folks. The reality is, it, it in fact that's what that's what's going on. So, uh, what do you guys think about that? Like, if if there were if there were no religion, would we would we be better off or no? Right? What do you think? Um, to a certain extent, you know. And I'll say that like um, there's some people that that thrive off the structure, right? And then um, for the more free-spirited or, you know, just open or what have you, because we have a lot, we're like right in the middle between like old tradition and new tradition and what everything kind of uh, is expected to look like. But we all have to learn each other and blend. And, and what you were saying, I don't know if you caught it on, on, on here, but you were saying that basically it all stems from, from life. 
from light and love at the end of the day if i can if i can let you shine your light your light is in your lane you doing what you're doing you know and vice versa and then the love like essentially that's what we all doing i'm just loving on you you know what i mean regardless of the religion if we happen to click then that's what it is it doesn't have to be you know but i don't know i i think that uh i i think even if we didn't have religion it would still probably be Something. Something. Yeah. Keep us divided. Yeah. Not even divided, just... Something. Something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to... Something. So, (laughs) yeah. That's... that's, Mm -hmm. So, what do you think? We better off without it or... uh, Or is the structure necessary? Is is the diversity uh, within religion... Is it necessary? I don't know if it's necessary, but... I think it's always going to be there. There's always going to be that division because somebody always thinks they know they know better than the last person. And sometimes when I think about religion, I kind of look at it just like politics. Um, for both of them, there's supposed to be like one main point to it. But uh, just like in politics, it's split and think you alluded to it earlier how uh, religion is sometimes used to use religion and politics are kind of used together to divide divide us even further I mean we saw that in the last election yes how how certain Christians jump behind a certain individual and I'm sitting here thinking I'm like you cannot be a full-fledged Christian if you're backing this guy you can't exactly but they have agendas and and that becomes the problem everybody wants this ruled out, they want everybody to be this way, and you can't. So I, I think it's always going to be there because it's powerful. The, the Bible itself, the word of God is powerful. And just like I said before, you, you really have to study the Bible, learn your scriptures just to kind of figure out what's in there to kind of steer you in the right path. And I want to share these these three scriptures that I found. Uh, Luke 11, 17 said, but he knowing their thoughts said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid to waste and a divided household fails. First Corinthians 1 and 10 said, I appeal to you brothers by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree that there be no division among you, but that you be united in the same mind, the same judgment. This last one I got out of the Quran. Um, those who divide their religion and break up into sects, you have no concern with them in the least. Their affair is only with Allah, who will, who then will tell them what they used to be. And in the Quran and even in the Bible, they talk about how division is it's unnecessary, but there's a warning of. Hey, don't divide, unite under this. But if you do, this is gonna be this is gonna fail. And when you get presented before God, he's gonna remind you what you didn't do or what he said that you didn't do. So what would you tell somebody that's listening to us right now that is struggling more with what which religion they should subscribe to rather than 
just actually walking the faith that God has them and that they're connected directly. My dad used to tell me in so many words back in the day, because he always had books in his study. He said, research your research. If you're not sure of what to do, um, you just read it and research it. So like my father, even though he was a Baptist minister, was, was a Christian, he knew the Quran. He knew, Je he knew um, the teachings of Jehovah Witness. He knew uh, how to talk to guys in the nation of Islam. So he had clarity on what was, what was out there, but he knew whatever worked for him, worked for him. And he still had that connection with God. And, and that's the thing that he tells people, regardless what your belief is, know that you have a relationship with God. And that's why he was able to have conversations with these different religions without being at odds with Because my cousin is a Jehovah Witness and I, I think he's a uh, he's an elder. My dad has gone to listen to him speak. Now any other Baptist minister or Christian pastor might be like, no, you can't do that. But his, his relationship with God, his, his faith is strong in what he believes. So he doesn't have a problem uh, supporting or even expressing um, his concerns on certain things without, without losing himself or without sacrificing what he already believes. My wife's uncle, who's a Muslim, his wife, who's a Baptist uh, Christian, who I had on one of my podcasts, I had asked them, do you have a problem with your two religion? He said, no, because we have one goal and our goal is God. He said, I understand I understand her religion, she understands mine, and they both are leading you to God. So if you want that clarity, you have to do your research, you have to read, you have to believe, but you don't necessarily have to jump into the nation of Islam. You don't have to jump into Church of God in Christ. Even though they speak it differently, the goal is God. And you wanna purify your heart, and you wanna clear your mind on any journey that you're going. And at the end of the day, if you're confused, research it, ask questions, get clarity, find out on your own because all the information is out there. Ray, what would you give? Especially to young women right now. Uh, what would you give? What kind of advice would you give young women that are trying to find their way within their faith? Um... I would say, so my first thought was, was um, you know, going feeling, right? Energy. Feeling can go back and forth. So I was just like, mm, maybe not feeling, you know, but that was the first thing that I thought of. Um, but essentially, I would say, um, if on this course, just, I wouldn't say state of course, but don't don't beat yourself up for not staying the course. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, just don't 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 beat yourself up. Don't be so hard on yourself for trying to experience. I mean, figure some things out because, like you said, um, asking questions and doing the research is very very important. 
is very important because you can open up some things that that necessarily wasn't supposed to be open. But you know, um, yeah, I would I, w- I would just don't be so hard on yourself during this journey. Take your time um, and enjoy, you know, and what sticks with you, what you feel in your spirit or the energy you may, or the vibe that you may feel for, from researching something, research that a little bit further, you know, just, just learn. Listen to your intuition. Yes, that's what it is. I, can I, I, can I piggyback on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the beating beating yourself up part, I think the most humane part of a person is, is being human. You're a human being, so be that. We, we are designed to be imperfect. We're, we're going to fail. We're going to make mistakes. We have faults. We have insecurities. That's, that's being human. And that's where you shouldn't allow people to uh, break you down with it. And you shouldn't allow that to, to beat yourself up. Because uh, in, in the Bible, they said the only person that was, uh, only person that was perfect was Jesus Christ. And we, and they said we should uh, strive to be in his likeness, but we're always going to fall short of the glory of God because that's just the way we're designed. Uh, I mean, use, use some, um, some discretion in some of the things you do, <laughs> you know, and, you know, cause I have, um, you know, and I'll put this out there because I, I, I'm a Freemason. Prince Hall Freemason, and part of our uh, our obligation is subduing your passions, those things that make you weak at the foot of God. So there's a lot of things that I had to work on personally before I was raised to the sublime degree of Freemasonry. A lot of personal things I had to to work on myself, those things that can hinder me in the long run. And even not being a Freemason, we all have passions, whether it's drinking, whether it's drugs, whether it's women or whatever. Those are the things we're going to succumb to. Those are the things we have to, you know, use a little bit of discretion. If you know um, you have a problem with women or something like that, with sex or whatever, stay out of the clubs where it's like the ratio of men and women is 10 to 2. <laughs> Don't go there. I think it's interesting the word passion in relation to vices because what if your passion is art or music or creativity and in, in, in alignment with what you're saying right now mm-hmm. the work you gotta do so then is that something that I'm not supposed to do if no. I was a man that I was trying to become a Freemason you know what I mean like I'm just curious no, 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 about no. that verbiage no 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 the way when they use passions they, they're just talking about those things that hinder your growth or or hinder you from being a better person. So like I said, if it's drugs, if it's women, if it's... Why not use the term vices versus passion? Uh, I don't know. I guess when all that was written out, you could probably, you could, some people are passionate about what brings them down. So man, I was passionate about sleeping with different women. (laughs) <laughs> that was a passion. That's that's what I did because I like women, and if it's a passion that hinders me, there's something I definitely need to work. On. But it could be considered that term a vice. is so 
Yeah, I understand. That's that can be very misconstrued. Uh, right, right. You know, but it goes along the lines with uh, what we're talking about today. Just right, in right. It, it the and how people might be confused. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the terminology exactly. that's used for some beliefs. You know that have right. people really struggling with trying to align themselves with those beliefs, but uh, within themselves, it's just like a question. But but to reiterate reiterate with you what you both said in regards to the final thought, which is how what kind of advice would you give somebody that's struggling with not right now with you know their faith and how to connect with that? I think it all comes down to what's right for you. Right. What is right for you? And a lot of people struggle with. Although this seems right for me, I'm more concerned how I will be perceived if this is the the choice or the path that I decide to go down. So I think my advice would be stop worrying about what other people think. Definitely. And what and find out what aligns with your soul and your spirit um, so that your faith is strong, rock solid. Because I think the one thing that we could all agree on is that once you get to that point, and you are practicing your faith in the space that is comfortable for you and who you are, mm-hmm. life opens up a little bit more. It does. Um, it's a little bit easier to deal mm-hmm. with things on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, the stress levels go down, the the angst and the, and the anguish and the um, anxiety about what's gonna happen or how should I move or... Um, yeah, 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 you, you know catch it I mean? beforehand. Like yeah. before you Clarity. spin, yeah. out yeah. of control, yeah. you're like, well, let me... Pray or meditate <clears throat> or read the Bible yep. or you know I have a friend who has a prayer closet she's serious about it mm-hmm. serious about her prayer closet and I will call her often and say can we go to the closet together I don't have a prayer closet yeah I will meditate at all times I'll pray at all times at any time it doesn't matter where I'm at I'll yep. take a minute right. to talk to God mm-hmm. I know last week Ray was saying that whenever she does yoga she's also talking to God yeah. so yep. I, I, we all have our ways, but there's something about that woman in her prayer closet and her faith and how, and how strong she is with that. And I know there's been several times where I've said, this is what I'm praying for here lately. Could you join me in prayer and help mm-hmm. me with that? And I believe it is that her, her energy as well as mine is what's brought about that relief for me. Yeah. And we've, and we've vice versa. She'll yeah. call me and say, Hey, and you know, when you're praying today or tomorrow, could you throw me in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what I need. And, and and we'll do that together. She's a devout Christian. She knows that I'm spiritual. Never is that an issue. Never does do does that come into play when we need each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. That doesn't stop us from reaching out to one another when we're in need, because the basis of it is love and light yeah. and God. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not gonna. I'm not going to disrespect you because of your beliefs. Nor am I going to turn down your offer. Yeah. To put the energy out there that I need, just because we don't do it the same way, right? So, good conversation. (laughs) We were a little hesitant, folks. (laughs) (laughs) We could probably do a part two too. Joe, would you come back for a part two? Absolutely. Uh, Because Chris isn't with us today, and I think that she'll have uh, who she is atheist. And I think that she would have just a nice, another, you know, perspective to the conversation. So, um, cool. Then we will. We'll bring you back. And then I'm with you next week, right? Yes. Yes? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about it. 
probably like two weeks ago, I was like, Joe, did I miss my my turn on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was a whole month early. <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> not sure what our topic is going to be, but it's going to be a good one. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Uh, our conversations yeah. are always good, regardless. So. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And Ray, what's up? You feeling okay? I'm great. All right, <laughs> folks. <laughs> this was good. I'm glad this went well. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in, folks. You're listening to Three Queens and a King podcast. Uh, real quick, before we sign off, if you have any input or want to leave a comment or want to get on the show, have some testimony, want to share with us, please, please, please feel free to leave a comment on uh, the website or whatever podcast listening platform that you're tuning into. Um, And you can also reach out to us directly. We'd love to bring you on. And if I've not reminded you, please let me do so now. Make sure you be the light that you seek and we will see you next week. Peace. Out.